Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. Yo, soy Tracy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I had seven and a half years of Spanish. Thank you very much. And that's what you got. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another round with Heaven and Yo Soy Tracy. Yay! <laughs> Who do we have on the show today? What are we doing? First, we got Sylvia O'Bell in the building. Hey! Pop culture writer. Uh-huh. She's going to tell us about the petty Olympics that is the Rob Kardashian, Black China, Kim Kardashian empire. Oh my gosh. Sh- stuff. Shit show. Shit show is it's what I was going to say, show, honestly. It's a but it's a very entertaining shit show. Petty Olympics. And she's going to walk us through <laughs> it. We're super stinking thrilled to have Nicole Perkins back for Nicole's Nookie Nook. Oh my God. I'll never get over that. <laughs> the Nookie Nook. The Nookie Nook. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Nicole's Nookie Nook is where our good friend Nicole, um, aka Tennessee Whiskey Woman on Twitter, comes in to answer all of your love and sex and relationship questions, even though none of us are qualified to give any advice on this. Thing. Ever. <laughs> It'll be fun, though. It'll be fun. Um, and shout out to Twitter user at QR Brown for giving us this much better name for Nicole's <laughs> segment. But still wild. But still crazy. <laughs> All right, we are now going to do a segment that we like to call your cut off. Your cut off. Your cut off. In which we complain about a, a tiny thing. <laughs> Maybe somebody it's will feel less in our plan. Huge. You're right, Heaven. Who or what are you cutting off today? You know who's cut off? Who's cut off? People who decide the sizes of bathing suits. What? What? Tell me about it. <laughs> it's just wild to me that we have this elaborate ass fucking system for bras. Uh huh. You know, we out here with the measurements for you the, got the back, the size. waist, the back. You got the cup size. <laughs> the cup. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then you go to bathing suits, and it's small, medium, large. Right. What the fuck? What is that about? <laughs> Why? I have different a different size top versus bottom. Like my top is yeah, because you're a normal human. Than, right. You know what? I'm That's not a normal I'm not ass special. thing. I thought I was special. I'm not. <laughs> I do finally have a bathing suit I like. Strong underwire support. I see it. It's very nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It is sized like a bra. Where'd you get it? Shout out to Marshalls. Listen, Marshalls don't always be coming through, though. Marshalls has bathing suits with, like, actual bra size No, no, tops. no, no, no. I don't want to give the impression that this is a wild thing happening in Marshalls. Okay. That's where I was this going with this. This is one specific one that I found. <laughs> <laughs> Good okay, luck, okay. everyone. <laughs> But I'm excited that I found one and I can frolic on the beach appropriately mm-hmm. without my boobs everywhere. Hell, we should go to the beach. <gasps> Let's go to the beach this summer. Oh, my God. Eee. Fuck this segment. Let's go to the beach now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> mic check. One, two, one, two. Young Sylvia on the mic. You want to bumble with the bee, huh? <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I just witnessed something. That was magical. I've always wanted to do that. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we are thrilled to be in the studio with our friend and associate and colleague and coworker, Miss Sylvia Obel. Hey girl. Hey, hey girl. girl. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So, I know why you're here. I know who you are and what you do. But we want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners who may or may not know you. So what do you do and why? I am a pop culture writer currently at BuzzFeed. I like to write about pop culture because I feel like it's important for black women to have our take on what's happening right now as well and give 
our point of view and make sure that our feelings and our take and our opinions don't get erased. I kind of always wanted to be into journalism because I always saw it as live history, like mm. what we write or what people will look back on to mm. cite and like read and like about what this time was like. Right. So I feel like it's a, I wanted to be a part of that. So you recently wrote an essay for BuzzFeed.com, the website, that blew the freak up. Yeah. Um, About people that I admittedly do not know much about. Same. I would blame it on me not having a TV, but that's not true. That's not the reason why I don't keep up with the Kardashian clan. I just don't keep up with the Kardashian clan. Uh, So you wrote about Black China and her um, love story slash greatest revenge ever. Yes. Depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. Tell us the title. It's um, called How Black China Beat the Kardashians at Their Own Game. Okay. Tell us everything. What is the Kardashian game? How did she beat it? How also, do I just do like, same? I'm not going to lie. I stopped paying attention to like the ancillary Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Like, who is Rob? He's Rob a dude. Is the youngest. He's the brother. I know, but like, who is he? Oh, is like, he the only I care about him. He is the only boy. That's why this is so, you know, she, he is Chris Jenner's baby boy. Okay. She went for, you know, the heart and soul of every mother, you know, and he's the only one whose kids will have the last name Kardashian as well. Okay. That's so why. Who- Big deal. I I mean I just mean like break it down for me oh, like okay. mad simple. Like, <laughs> like you want what the, does he do? Does you he want do the thing? Oh, so Rob, so no. Okay, cool. He's <laughs> well, no. Let me not do that. So Rob Kardashian is he is the fun fact the only Kardashian who graduated from college, but um he didn't take off like his sisters did, and it seemed mm-hmm. like that kind of led to him dipping from the limelight and kind of sinking into a depression where. There's like some of his last seasons on the show are him trying to find his way, like having a sock line. It's called Arthur George. That still exists. I'm sorry, what? He has a sock line called Arthur George. A sock line? A sock line. I heard that right. High end am... suit sock line. Listen, I love me a sock, okay? I'm so fascinated line? by reality TV people who are clearly like trying to like capitalize on their fame and their visibility in their platform, but they don't want to look like they're doing the same shit that everybody else is doing. So they have random lines of stuff. Socks. They're socks. socks. So yeah. it was clear on the show that he was depressed? Towards the end. Wow. You saw like the kind of downward spiral, which was sad. Um, you know, they even had like a family therapy episode once where he just was like expressing his anger with his sisters and like his frustration about how like it seems like for the whole Kardashian Jenner empire, marketing women mm. is an easier thing to do. And he's like the only interesting man. So that's who Rob Kardashian is. Yeah, so Rob is the youngest brother. Um, on the Kardashian side. So there's Courtney, Kim, and Chloe, and Rob. Mm-hmm. Those are Chris's children with Robert Kardashian Sr. Okay. And then she had Kylie and Kendall mm-hmm. with Caitlyn before she transitioned. I never knew the who belonged to I, who. This is my first. Really? So you guys no, are like we beginners don't... in this. Yes. yes. Absolutely. All right. So who's Black China? She, I see her around. I hear her in rap lyrics sometimes. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Black China is that her first entry into pop culture was through a Drake song. Ooh. What song was this? It was off of his first album, Thank Me Later. He says, call up King of Diamonds and tell China it'd be worth the flight. Word. King of Diamonds, Diamonds is... <laughs> The strip club, a strip club in Miami, mm-hmm. Florida. So she was working as a stripper. Yes. King of um, she appeared in the Kanye West monster video once upon a time as well mm-hmm. as Nicki Minaj's stunt double. 
Oh. What? Uh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny because it was like while Kanye was with Amber. Mm. And like there they are, like not even knowing their fate, right? This yeah. was like back in 2010. Okay. She was also in Rack City with Tyga. Rack city bitch, rack, rack city bitch. 10, 10, 10, 20s on your titties, bitch. She met while dancing. He talks about how he met her at King of Diamonds and asked for her number. And so basically, they fell in love pretty quick. I guess they, she moved out to California with him. And Tyga's a rapper. Tyga's a rapper. Some might say. Depending on your definition of rapper. Yo, do you know? Oh my God. Speaking of. Do you know what Tyga stands for? No. It's an acronym. I think he said this on the show once, and I remember being appalled. What? But I can't remember what it was now. Hold on. Sorry, this it needs to no, be No, it said. does. It does. This is a rare fact. <laughs> While you're looking this up, I want to inform all of our listeners that Heaven is drinking a mango Rita on the rocks with a straw. <laughs> no shame. Just putting it out there. I love a good Rita. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> I do too, Rita Moreno. My ain't Rita. Rita, Rita and them. <laughs> So Tyga, alleged rapper, <laughs> he once said that his name stands for "Thank You God Always." Yes, get out of my. This is why, face. and he said that on the show, so he doubled down on that uh, on the, on keeping up the Kardashian show. So when he was saying "Rack City Bitch," "Rack Rack City Bitch," right, <laughs> right, it's a gospel He's song. Like, Remember, thank you God always. <laughs> it's a gospel song. Listen to sir. This. <laughs> Just go with your dumbass name, okay? Don't give oh, it an acronym, man. Uh, okay, so <sighs> Black China. Uh, so anyway, so in love with Tyga. Next thing you know, they were pre- she was pregnant. It was pretty fast, even mm-hmm. the same way that her and Robert fast, except nobody was paying attention because it was Tyga. Mm-hmm. So, bloop. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, when it's two black people doing it, nobody cares. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was in January. By October, she had had their son, mm-hmm. and he bought them like a mansion that same day in Calabasas, and they got engaged two months later, mm-hmm. and. I think them being in Calabasas is where where it all came together because that's the Kardashians like home court. Oh, Calabasas, so is this California. where he met and became involved with the minor Kardashian child who was what 16, 17 at the time? Yes, Kylie. Hmm. Um but the interesting fact is what makes this juicier is that before that him and China became friends and or mentees to Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So for a whole while... What does that mean? So the way I put it in my story is that basically here you have a rapper and a budding social media interest, Black China, mm-hmm. and then you have Kim and Kanye who are basically at the top the of king, what... The of this shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. of what they are trying to be. So they have, like, you too can be famous. <laughs> you too. It's, I said, how to make an America 101, you know? Mm-hmm. New America. So, right. um, yeah, so that was what was crazy. They were friends. They were at Kim and Kanye's wedding together. <laughs> so that's what makes it even more oh juicier. It wasn't like, oh, uh, Tyga met Kylie separately because they all live in Calabasas. Yeah. They were all together hanging out. Ugh. Like, they were friends of the <laughs> family. Is visibly uncomfortable. She, right she shifted in her seat. <laughs> that Kylie shit. <laughs> Girl, like, can we talk about that shit? She yes. was, like, very publicly 17 years old. Yes. Everybody knew. And he denied it for a long time. Denied and, that they were together, not yeah, that she was 17. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Rose, who's always keeping it real, said, yeah, it's a shame Tyga left <laughs> his she beautiful engaged, his beautiful fiance mm-hmm. and baby for a teenager. And Black China and Amber are like besties, right? Yeah, like they became cool after her and Kim and them had to split. So they weren't friends oh, the whole okay. time. That's okay. what, their friendship was also kind of fun. Like it was fun to watch mm-hmm. because it was like 
the enemy of because Amber enemy was kind of like, friend. oh, you too, girl, <laughs> <laughs> come on over. That was some of my favorite relationships, honestly. <laughs> the friendships that are stricken up, struck up, <laughs> are struck up between two black women with natural hair. For one, <laughs> between <laughs> drunk girls who run into each other in the bathroom. Yes. For two. <laughs> And then girls who were fucked up by the same dude. Mm, mm. Beautiful, lifelong friendships. Yeah. I love it. You're not wrong. That's something (laughs) poetic about it. I also remember this time I was like learning that different states have different ages of consent. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's up with that? Yeah. Why is that a state's issue? If your parents are okay with it, in a lot of states you can be 17 dating a... And some of you can be 16. Yeah. But that's I like, think Kentucky is 16. That's Don't wild. Quote me on that Why? What, what's the inconsistency about? I, they're more mature in other states, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea. Anyways, I, they made the mistake of trusting parents <laughs> to keep adults away from their kids, I guess. Listen. They kept using this argument that, like, because of their fame and their life and all this stuff that Kylie wasn't the typical 17-year-old, that she was much older and more mature than her actual age because she's buying a house already. She's Yo, living that her shit own is used already. to excuse the rape of young girls time and time and time again. She's Tell more it. mature. She's older than she appears. What's what's her what's her deal in all this? I is Tyga a move? Or is that genuine? Well, here's Yo, the, here's I never thought weird. about that's her good, strategic like plan or whatever. This Are is you the kidding diff- me. Chris Jenner been plotting. <laughs> that's real. That's so true. Chris Jenner has been plotting, but Kylie is just a, a dumb teenager. It was the dumbest for her because. She didn't gain anything from this, except for maybe, and some people like to compare it to Kim and how the rest of them like to hop on a black man to get mm. into the hip hop culture, mm-hmm. like no, like just for them to notice you. Mm-hmm. So now Kylie's at big backstage at Big Sean shows. Right, she's at the Grammy parties. She's doing all these things because she's Tyga. She's with Tyga, mm-hmm. so it's her entry point. It's an entry point into right. black culture, or sometimes a lot of, I guess sometimes people feel like who they date. Gives them an okay mm-hmm. to do, do certain things. <laughs> also, I mean, she's watched her sister sort of do this, so she probably like, yeah, I'm following in her footsteps. Yeah, some people may say like the oh, you can't help who you fall for type situation, but Tiger, Tiger, listen, Tiger, that one, that was the best you could do. Word, all Come that money, now. all Plus, that. Potential. I mean, yeah, like I was saying, like I'm just not seeing anybody being like, oh, this is my love, this is my boo, I will risk it all for him. I feel like when it comes to a lot of their with Chris Jenner's daughters, a lot of their romantic choices, it's more like they fall and then she has to figure out a way to make it work <laughs> versus the other way around. You, you know, know what I mean? Because I feel like if she was out here pointing out like, yes, him. Uh-huh. Lamar Odom of all people on the Lakers. Yo. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, not trying to say something bad about the man because he's rappers. going through it right now, but come on. You know so, what I mean? let's get back to Rob and Black China. Yeah. What's at stake here? What What's going on with them? So, Tyga leaves Black China for this 17-year-old. And then Black China gets with a 17-year-old's brother. Ha-ha. Wow. Checkmate. Hello. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Got what? Well, your attention, for one. You Mm -hmm. thought I was gone. You thought you got rid of me. You thought. (laughs) (laughs) You thought. But also, I think for Black China, it was clear that she was trying to set something up with her family. Her, Tyga, and their son. I think she had a plan. You know, that's why she was hanging out with the Kardashians in the first place. She maybe wanted to show. She maybe wanted like to become this, you know, businesswoman. Mm. She was in beauty school, I mean, makeup school. You mm-hmm. know, she has now a business called Lashed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she was trying to build something. Wait, and isn't then, the Kardashian one called Dash? Dash? Yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I see you, girl. I yeah. see you. See. So when the rug kind of got pulled out from under her, I think she had to think to herself like. 
what's next? And I'm not saying she essentially looked for Rob. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell who went after who mm-hmm. because they both had a uh, reason to want to fuck with his family. Right. He has been over them, you know? <laughs> he like, fuck y'all. She like, fuck y'all. <laughs> right. So I, like I say in my story, I like to imagine that Rob like slid in her DMs one day and was mm-hmm. like, you want to help me like fuck with my family? Mm. Or like her and Amber were like drinking wine and Instagram stalking and Amber was like, you know what would be funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, who knows? Nobody knew about it until she posted the Instagram photo. So she basically used the Kardashians' favorite platform <laughs> <laughs> to gotcha. strike. You know, just a simple photo of Rob's arm around her, mm-hmm. you know, with the with the caption, the beginning. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was like... The beginning of what? Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. I like to think it was an omen. <laughs> but, you know, so... So is that what you mean by beating them at their own game? In the way where she used all their tactics mm. to then infiltrate their... Family Kingdom. empire. Empire. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I think that she could have otherwise been so easily cast out of. Same way Amber was. The same way, like, Trina felt like she was. So what's, like, the most earnest interpretation of this and the most cynical? Okay. So the most earnest take is that Black China was alone and lonely because the man she thought she was going to marry was offering around with a newly eight, fresh 18-year-old, you know, and was just looking for love. And he, they were both lonely. And they both kind of found solace in each other. Rob looks at her like the way a man looks at a woman if he's in love, in my opinion. Like, I could tell. I don't know what that looks like, Sylvia. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, and they're just doing it despite the fact that their families don't get along, Romeo and Juliet style. (laughs) You know what I mean? You will not compare them to Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Modern day. Modern day. (laughs) Twisted fairy tale. So that's the most hopeful read. What's the most cynical read? The most cynical read, it was like... We're tired of being screwed over by them. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a taste of their own medicine. I think the main thing the Kardashians love is being able to control. Mm-hmm. And throughout a lot of this, they were forced to sit back and watch like the rest of us for the first time. Because mm-hmm. Rob was not communicating with them. So I walked in to Rob with Black China at my house. Mm-hmm. Having China over at my house without my knowledge is disrespectful because China's the type of ex-girlfriend and I just don't want that drama in my personal space. I told him, I said, you've burned your last... Black China, by getting engaged and having Rob's baby, gives Tyga and Kylie no chance to prosper. Because if they did, because Tyga and China have a son already together, mm. it would be a twisted family web. It, that's it, never stopped them before. I mean, but this is really <laughs> twisted. I mean, your son is like, hey, that's my half sibling slash cousin. <laughs> and now Black China and Rob are getting their own reality show. Yep. Check and mate. Mate. If you look at it in the most cynical way, it can be seen as like the biggest revenge turn of all time. You know, like the biggest petty mm-hmm. showing <laughs> in the history. winner of the petty olympics the yes. petty games of 20 <laughs> so i've yeah. always been really fascinated by how much attention people pay to the kardashians overall this particular essay on buzzfeed's website blew up why do you think it blew up the way that it did People who have been following along have been seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes when you see something like the full picture, because mm-hmm. like you forget, oh my God, that happened. Oh my God, this happened. Like the story almost writes itself. It's so 
it's so Shakespearean in a way where it's kind of like you have everything a good story, a fictional story would have, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And I think just even if you don't like the players involved, like nobody's, I don't, I don't think any of us are above like a good juicy mm-hmm. revenge plot story. You said at the top that um, you write about pop culture and you think it's important that black women talk about and give their voice to what's happening in pop culture. What do you think is missing from the conversations about the Kardashians? I think people have put here and there that, you know, they, that they Columbus things or that they get credit for creating trends that they didn't boxer create. Boxer braids. You know, because it's never really Kim being like, oh, I love my boxer braids. But it's like whatever magazine being mm-hmm. like, oh, look at Kim and her boxer braids and them not correcting yeah. them. Because they pay attention to right. them and not to black folks. Wait, what are boxer braids? That's corn what rolls. they call cornrows, girl. Cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> boxer braids. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or you know, like people like lusting after her and Chloe's ass or Kylie's lip challenge. Yo, you know Kylie's lips. All them shits ain't even real, son. Yeah, they're fillers and she's admitted to that. And then there's the part of them that capitalize also, you know, off of being with black men. Mm-hmm. Every ounce of black culture almost is they're making money off of it. Mm-hmm. But nobody no black woman has had any part in that. And it's nice to finally see a black woman Woman. profit from it in the same circle. Yes. And I don't think, and I think that goes back to why it's important for black women to write about pop culture because I don't know if it would have been shaped like that. Mm. I think a lot of the narrative out there is stripper marries rich. Yeah. I found it very interesting that so many people were thinking that she was out of her league or like that she wasn't worthy of the Kardashian name. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, Kim's married to a Grammy winning rapper. Right. You know, Chloe's married to a NBA championship winner. Mm-hmm. Rob has a sock line <laughs> <laughs> and appears on reality TV with his family. Like what, what is so sacred about that? Uh-huh. Except for the fact that they're white and they're from a certain class, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, that whole Calabasas, Beverly Hills society situation. So I think it's interesting that you just said they're white. They're Armenian, right? Or are they not? Yeah, they're Armenian. Well, okay, so... But they, I mean, they read as white. I'm not, like, yeah, correcting you. Yeah, I think that the race is white. I think they self-identify as I think they self-identify as white. Do they? Well, I mean, when Armenian Kim is, like... North, that was... She wrote this, like, thing on her blog about how that was the first time it really made her think about, like, race and stuff. Right, well, but that's different from, like, actively identifying as white, though. Well, definitely, only Chloe, Kim, and Courtney are Armenian. Okay. Also. So, like, Chris is not. Their dad was Armenian. Chris Jenner. Chris is white? Yeah. <laughs> and Kylie, I don't know what I and Kylie and Kendall are too. Really? Because Caitlyn is also white. This is how little attention I've paid to like Robert the whole Kardashian thing. was the Armenian in the family. Right. So but they're some kind of brown, right? I've always looked at them as white and I feel like they I agree with Heaven. I feel like they identify as white. I've never seen I think them they try look to pretend like some to kind be. of brown though. I mean they're definitely like I mean well, now we're getting into, so? like, the fact that no. Italians can look brown or, like... They white. <laughs> they look, like, they... This is amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, Armenia is... I'm going to Google Armenia later. They white. <laughs> they white. <laughs> this is wild to me. What is wild about it? I don't know. I just thought well, there was start, some sort of, like, if non-white ethnic something. Because they were Right, like, at least Armenia. half. That's what I'm saying. But, like, some form of... Well, there's not like a sizable enough Armenian population in the U.S. to have even assimilated into whiteness. Uh Uh-huh. But they're white. Yeah. I mean, I'm speaking solely on like appearance. They, I I guess it's like the tanning or whatever. I don't know. 
I love and appreciate that the defining like piece of media, piece of journalism came from a black woman. Because like we were saying earlier, if a white person would have written it, who knows what it would have sounded like. Oh, her stripper chapter would have been so long. Uh, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I made a that big been the point thing. to not, to handle that with a certain way. Where as far as like when I talked about her and her, her time as a stripper, I came at it from more of like a, biz, a means to an end mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And not like describing how she, you know, I didn't start the feature by describing how she used to slide down the pole oh or like, God. you know, I didn't, you. I didn't link to her ample buttocks <laughs> sway to the music. <laughs> Left, right, left, right, left. <laughs> Yo, white <laughs> profiles? <laughs> or, you know, I didn't link to any of her, like, you know, her videos that are maybe out there of her out, you know, on the pole uh-huh. or whatever. Because like, it's not the, it's not that's the not point. That's not the focus, but I think, yeah. And I knew enough people would make that the point. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like showing people how little that is the point mm-hmm. was important. Well, bless you for doing Black Jesus' work. Um, <laughs> everybody, if you haven't read the piece yet, you should definitely check it out. It is called How Black China Beat the Kardashians at Their Own Game by Miss Sylvia O'Bell. Where can people find you and your work? Um, I am at BuzzFeed.com, the website, uh, BuzzFeed.com slash Sylvia O'Bell. And on Twitter, at Sylvia O'Bell. That's S-Y-L-V-I-A-O-B-E-L-L. All right. Don't follow her on Snapchat. Thanks. Oh, yes. Bye. Bye. Uh, Follow me on Snapchat if you want to see Tracy singing Beyonce. Do not. All right. Cut the tape. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. You cut off. You're done. You cut off. It's time to talk freaky things with our friend Nicole Parkins. Ooh. Yay! Welcome to what was previously called uh, Nicole's Sex Corner, which was admittedly a terrible name. <laughs> and someone on Twitter suggested Nicole's Nookie Nook. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So oh, welcome to Nicole's Nookie Nook. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I get to say Nookie Nook over and over again. Let's get into it. Let's save some souls and some lives. Okay, let's go. Um, so our first question is, what steps do you take to get better at dirty talk? Related questions include, how do we avoid going too far? What happens when someone says something problematic during dirty talk? What oh, if man. the thing, I know, what if the thing that they're into is too problematic for you? <laughs> okay. These are all very valid questions. Yeah, and um, <laughs> right. I think it's really important to note that this person, it's good that this person is, you know, trying to um, be aware of their partner's boundaries and also mm. their own boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, this is not going to work for me or maybe I can push through or whatever. Um, I think you definitely need to first, when you're trying to figure out what to say during Dirty Talk, you have to figure out what your partner likes and what you like. Mm. So whether that means paying attention to the type of um, romantic movies, you know, mm. with the sex scenes, like what does that person seem to react to from mm. there or even going further with porn. I'm always about watching porn together. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't do that, but I think it's really important. You learn so much about your partner that way. You really do. You learn what they like and don't like, what they kind of have um, a hidden shame about that mm-hmm. they like, you mm. know, that, whatever. So, and you can use all of that to figure out what your partner likes in dirty talking or just regular communication with whoever you're with, you know, just yeah. talking to them. So there was this one guy I was dating and Ooh, oh my story goodness. Time. <laughs> story time. <laughs> and we were uh, in the middle of having sex. He was behind me. It's what we like to call 
doggy style. <laughs> Let me write this down. Let me write this down. Doggy style. <laughs> Two G's, three? Two three G's. G's. Two G's, okay. Three G's if you're balling like that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he was hitting it from the back and he, you know, got a little moved and he tried to smack my ass, but he didn't like put all of it into it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, so I could tell that he was hesitant and mm. I kind of you know encouraged him a little bit or whatever and then after when we were talking about it it's like what was up with that and he was like I just didn't know if that would be okay with you I didn't want to treat you like a porn star and I was like fuck that <laughs> yes we are we are making our own porn right here you can smack my ass because for him porn was a bad thing that you still didn't really talk about watching and mm. the women were often degraded right so he thought that I would also feel degraded and I'm like no mm-hmm. that's being caught up in the moment of passion and I love all that all that to say mm. that you can approach something that you think maybe they're not your partner's not going to like or whatever mm-hmm. and still just kind of let it go in that moment and move on from there and i think that that's something that you have to discuss like why do you not want to say these certain words to your partner if mm-hmm. he or she is okay with it you yeah know? So when I hear questions like this, I immediately think of interracial relationships. Absolutely, and yeah. first thought mm-hmm. because I've I've never had the experience of like being with a white dude or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of uh, just so many opportunities for things to go really, really, really yes. mm-hmm. wrong when it comes yes. to dirty talk because yes. some black folks are into like the the little slave fantasy thing. Right. Some yeah. people are not, yeah. you know. And like, I was doing it with this one guy, this white guy. <laughs> <laughs> the size. Yo, the smack. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was, the sex was okay, but he was saying stuff like, oh, yeah, look at my white cock in your hand and stuff no. like that. First Mm-mm. of all, I hate the word cock. Yes. And I first really and wish that all like white boys dudes. would get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. Yes. I can't That's stand exactly it. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's the very worst. It is a horrible word. Um, you know, he's saying the stuff about white cock, and I was just not responding to it. I would just, like, go on to the next thing that we were mm. doing. Like, very word. purposefully not responding. Yeah, very yeah. purposefully not responding to it because I don't like the word, mm. and I just knew that if I moaned in a way that yeah. he thought I was being receptive, that suddenly my black pussy would come out of his, yeah. you know? Like, and then right. it, it would just get worse. It would get and worse. worse. And worse. And <laughs> we're not doing that. So yeah. uh, I think we only did it twice. And yeah. I just kind of, I ghosted, which is terrible. But So after he tried it that time and you didn't respond, did he try it again? Or was he like, okay, this is clearly not something that she's into? No, he tried it at least two or three times. Jesus. Oh my God, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think he was just trying to make sure that he was hearing my silence correctly. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe I'm I'm giving him the benefit You're of the doubt. That's a reach nice. for him. That's a reach. Generous. Yeah. So, um, so another thing that I'm hearing is nonverbal communication in the moment is also very very important. Right. Like you need read to, your partner, mm-hmm. figure out how they respond. If they're not responding, take note of that as well. And if there's something that you want to communicate that you maybe don't want to be like, hey. You're being an asshole right now. Can you stop it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's being an asshole or she's being an asshole, you right. know, definitely say so. But right. like, there are ways to like subtly like try to move someone away from this particular thing that they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just... And laying her like a dead fish works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have heard. This next question is: When is the right time to tell the person you're dating about your depression slash anxiety? That's really good. Mm. Um, I think we all suffer from depression and anxiety here. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to talk about that in your relationships. But I don't think you should. um, I don't think that you should have to feel like you need to admit or confess anything too too quickly in um, 
when you're dating someone, I think you can just maybe pass it off. I'm a little introverted. Maybe I don't like to go out all the time. There's sometimes I just need to recharge mm-hmm. and my recharging process is really private. Something mm. like that. You don't have to say, you know, I have this condition. I take these meds for it or right. anything like that, mm-hmm. especially if it's just somebody that you're probably only going to see. You know, maybe a couple of dates before you figure out if they're Mm. worthy enough for sex anyway. Mm -hmm. So something like that isn't something I don't think you need to put right there on the table with the appetizers and, you know, your (laughs) drinks or whatever. You just kind of have to gauge where you are. Word. um, And how I like to lead with my clinical depression. (laughs) I do, honestly. (laughs) But, yeah, I do think that permanence matters. Like, it's a thing to consider. Like, if it's somebody that you want to be, like, serious with and obviously... When they start like dating you exclusively, then they also date you and your depression and your anxiety too. Right. Um, I'm with heaven though. Like I have maybe been on like three first dates in my life, and <laughs> since being like diagnosed is- and like and like actively treating it, mm-hmm. I legitimately like to be like, all right, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Here's what's wrong with Same. me. Yeah, it's like let's put it all out there right you know, right yeah. now. Like I mean, I also just don't like to date. You know, I think I just yeah. think it's so dumb and performative and stressful for no reason. Right, Same. and we're like. <laughs> How long are we going to keep lying to each other till we right. start being the honest selves exactly, <laughs> that we're going to be later in the relationship? <laughs> exactly. Because that realization that like, oh, this person actually sucks. I wish I'd known that three months ago. Yeah. I wish I'd known that on the first right. date. <laughs> I could have had a V8 the whole time. You know? <laughs> I just think that, you know, your comfort level with that person or whatever. I don't know. I still don't think that you should put it out there so quickly. Yeah. Um, Because I think some people will use it against you. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to date her. She's crazy. Even though you're, Mm. you know, explicitly saying, I am not insane. I am just dealing with a different brain chemistry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You have to wait until you know whether or not it's a safe space and safe person to do that with. Yeah. It's just such a big part of my life narrative when you're doing Mm -hmm. the like, oh, what have you been up to? Whatever. Catch up on your life in one freaking Mm -hmm. afternoon. It's like, well, I had a breakdown (laughs) yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Then I made some cookies that were bomb. Yeah. It's a glaring omission from the narrative. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) We can spice some jokes in there. I got a good old depression joke here and there. (laughs) Um, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence again. God bless. Thank you for having me. Of course. Come back literally anytime. Uh, where can people find you on your work? Um, I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, then Whiskey with an E, and then Woman. I'm also working on a collection of personal essays that are based on how pop culture and being raised in the South affected my outlook on relationships and mm. stuff like that. It's going to be and so good. She's such I, a good writer. I hope so. Um, and I'm also crowdfunding a novel that I'm working on. Um, and that campaign is pinned to my Twitter account. So you can find information there. And it's called Away to Paris. Dope. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you buying around for i am buying around for we already got the hands out wow i'm so i'm so excited about this i'm so into it ice makers i'm listening so you know how i feel about ice water (laughs) (laughs) the best way to disrespect me is to bring me a glass of room temperature water okay okay the best way the best way (laughs) it's the quickest and most efficient way Mm -hmm. they're a couple things in life that I never appreciated until I was living on my own. I had to do it for myself. Mm. One is taking out the garbage. I know. You got to do that like regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, both me and my mother agree that if we ever get married, the only reason is going to be to have somebody take out the garbage. <laughs> We've had a conversation about this. So there's that. And also ice. 
because you either have to go buy ice, mm-hmm. which sucks. It's horrible. It's like, why am I buying this thing I can get for free? Exactly. Also, why am I paying this much money for something that does not cost this much money to make? I know. Insane. So it's either that or you have to like make your own with like ice trays and shit. Right. Nobody remembers to <laughs> refill an ice tray because when you're thirsty, it's hot. You get down to the last ice cube. You just want to go somewhere, sit your black ass down and drink your water. You don't want to spend what, like 30 seconds. <laughs> Doesn't take a long time, but still. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But when you have an ice maker, you literally have ice all day the time oh the life my life has changed exponentially <laughs> yo i saw your snapchat tour of your new apartment oh my god y'all got a new apartment and it is bomb <laughs> <laughs> it looks so lit there's an ice maker there's an ice maker i can have cold water whenever i want to yo shout out to your ice maker take liz heaven whenever you want some ice <laughs> i got you word all I right i got you if i want ice i'll come to your apartment <laughs> It's there all the time. Like it just—I don't even have to do nothing. It's fine. That's a—that's a real flex, right it's there. It's real, right? But you know what? I'm still the same on me. I don't want you okay. to think that my ice maker has me like the ice has gone to your head. <laughs> <laughs> but is Shout it the one? Is it the one with like you can get crushed? You can get cubed. I'm not that. You fancy. mass cylindrical. <laughs> I'm not mass cylindrical. <laughs> mass cylindrical, by the way, sounds like a bad rapper name. Mass cylindrical uh, in the building. Uh, uh. <laughs> Rapping about geometry. Mass cylindrical. <laughs> Don't entertain this, Tracy. Geometry is lit. I love it. So shout out to ice makers. Geometry is lit, kids. It is. Who or what are you mining around for? Yo. Peep this. (laughs) So you know how I upgraded everyone's lives by introducing them to robes and candles? Uh (laughs) Upgrade your loungewear game. (laughs) Upgrade your lounging. Peep this. (laughs) New thing to the mix. What is it about to be? I want to buy a round for making your bed. Mm. Now, hear me out. I'm listening. That sounds dumb. You're going to get back in there. Why make it? Right. This has been the logic of children everywhere who grew up to be adults. <laughs> <laughs> but God damn it, be an adult and make your bed. Because it feels so nice when you come home and it's just like a nice, clean, smooth bed. Right. You know, the first thing I do when I get to a hotel is jump on a bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard tales of this. <laughs> So I, I don't jump on my own bed because it's a, a cheap Ikea situation that right. was not yeah. properly built. <laughs> but the making of the bed gives me the illusion of like a nice springy right. <laughs> bed like a hotel. Uh-huh. And honestly, it just feels so it just feels so crisp and smooth. Yeah. Like even if it's like a now I'm not I'm not like a 90 degree angle, you gotta get it hotel all the time. Yeah, hospital corners. I'm not on it. those levels yet. Okay. I have found that the simple act of in the morning taking the like 30 seconds to a minute Mm -hmm. to make your bed. It doesn't have to be crazy beautiful. Uh Just make it. Those meditative moments Mm. when you're making it and you're like thinking about your day. And then you come home and the meditative moment of just like slipping in there Uh is beautiful. It's unreal. It's like levels that I'm like, why was I fooling around? Why was Uh I a child (laughs) just coming home to an unmade bed? What am I doing? (laughs) Um, let me ask you this, and I'm going to admit something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always get very annoyed when people are like, you know, an easy way to change your life and to get yourself organized is just make your bed first thing in the morning. Oh, no. And I feel like no. I just remember that Antonia, <laughs> our newest Pod Squad member, once told me that the same thing worked for her. And I just don't believe it. 
So okay, have you found you- that like, <laughs> is the rest of your room cleaner? Do you pay more attention to where you put other things because of making your bed? So I fucking read that Marie Kondo book, mm-hmm. How to Tidy Up Your Life. And like the whole premise is like everyone has too much stuff. What is your relationship like to the objects in your life? She'd be doing a lot though. She Sometimes she'll be like, speak to them. Talk to your socks. What do they feel? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you heard that right. But there's a basic point in Did it. Did she literally say talk to your socks? So are we going to have More to or less. Some yes, yes. <laughs> More or less talk to your items. <laughs> the whole point of the book is like, you have just way too much clutter in your life. These objects don't even mean anything to you. You just keep them, mm-hmm. which is true. Even if you're like a broke, poor person, if you live in this capitalist world, you, you have stuff. just mad stuff for no reason. Right. My mom is the queen of this because like it was just on sale. We don't need this. <laughs> we don't need this, mom. We don't need three bread boxes, okay? <laughs> we don't have that much bread. But you have a lot of stuff. So you got to think more purposely and intentionally about the items in your life. Mm-hmm. So I had been on a general like thinking about how much stuff I own tip. Uh-huh. And then the bed thing, I don't think it's related in terms of like now my whole life is more productive. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so it's just like. But solely, I, I enjoy I coming home. I treasure the bed as a space where I get to lounge. You it's, know, it's, it's a like beautiful space. The center of self care for so many people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I I do think it's helped me because once you see a clean bed, it's like, well, what the fuck is going on in the rest of the room? Yeah. What y'all doing in this I corner? I feel that. I can see that. <laughs> it's not a magical thing that will fix your life and your organizational skills. Uh huh. It will upgrade your bed game, though. Okay. Okay. Who's not? Who does? Who's mad at that? I'm mad. We did it! Tracy, we made it. Hey. hey! You know what my favorite thing is? What? When people tell us that they like text and call their friends to be like, hey. When they finish something, they be we like, made hey, it. we made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a general phrase now. I know, I know. I love it so much. But we did make it, and every time it is a feat. We want to give a special shout out to Sylvia Obel. Yay. Yo, shout out to Nicole Perkins for coming through. Oh my gosh, please move to New York and come and be in the studio with us all the time. Please. Shout out to the Paw Squad. Paw Squad. Air horn, air horn, air horn. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan and Antonia Sarahito with production help from Julia Furlon and Meg Kramer. Shout out to the all-girl band. Yes. Thank you to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. Shout out to our in-house musicians, Jean Gray and Don Will. You can follow Jean Gray on Twitter at Jean Greasy. That is Jean with a J. And you can follow Don Will on Twitter. That's Don with a D. <laughs> I don't know what other Not as silent F <laughs> as you imagined. <laughs> thank you to Optimus Prime. Oh, thank you, Tracy. It's been so long. I miss your family. Oh, my God. You can follow Heaven at Heaven Rants on Twitter. That's Heaven like the place in the sky that some people believe in. And Rants, like the thing that all men do, but they never get penalized for unless you're black. Kanye. All right. Um, also follow Heaven on Snapchat. What is your Snapchat name? I'm lazy. All my things are Heaven Rants. Cool. <laughs> follow Tracy at Brokey McPoverty. Send me a dollar, please. Thank you. All her things are not Brokey McPoverty. They're not. Which That's is dumb. A complicated things for no reason. For no reason. Um, my Snapchat, I think, is Tracy.face. Uh, follow if you want to. Honestly, I snap like one thing every two months. Um, and if you haven't done it yet, seriously subscribe to the newsletter. It is so so good when we're constructing the newsletter i purposefully don't look at anybody's links because i want to be surprised when it comes out on friday it tickles me 
tickled. Tickled Pink is really, really good. To sign up, go to BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter and then get more joy and goodness in your inbox every Friday at around noonish. Also check out the other BuzzFeed podcasts like Internet Explorer, The Tell Show, BuzzFeed's Politics Podcast, No One Knows Anything. Best name for a politics podcast ever. Whoo! 2016, a year of fucking like three years of election shit. Ugh, I don't know shit about it. I feel like it's been 2016 forever. Mm. Also, hit us on the buzz. Hit us on the buzz. Hey! Hit us on the buzz. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Another Round. Email us, anotherround at buzzfeed.com. Rate us on iTunes. Nominate us for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> All the awards. All of that stuff. Um, drink some water. Take, Take your meds. meds. Call your mom. Call your person. Maybe it's Call not your, your mom. Call your person. Um, I'm gonna burp now. <laughs> yeah, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Y'all have a good day now, you hear? <laughs>